and welcome to Let's Talk About Nothing podcast, the podcast where we do occasionally talk about something. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. Shit, I'm Liam. Um, <laughs> oh, nailed that. I mean, how many times have we done this now? Sorry, I was taking a sip. I was taking a sip. Uh, more than that, I've been counting See me coming to the end of the spiel as well, bringing the can to your lips. <laughs> I'm fine. This is I'm obviously so... not going to be a problem. I wasn't even thinking, I'm sorry. Wasn't paying much attention to anything. Oh, how have you guys been anyway? Fine. Quarantined. Yeah, we're still on quarantine, still on lockdown. I'm still enjoying yeah. it, not gonna lie. I'm still hanging. Did a hen do at home yesterday? Pretty yeah. good. So I think when we first started recording this, Dan had just or not long after Dan had just got engaged and we spoke about that. So we're gonna try and release these collectively these first few and Dan's still not married but he's getting closer to the time where he should be married that his stag do should be next weekend and Lauren's hen do was yesterday so it's, it's, if you're wondering like how, how long has been between like the first episode and what's this the 12th 12th 13th something like that that long it's been a while yeah yeah I mean it could be a really short engagement it could be a really long engagement you'll never know it's up to them to guess I guess yeah, yeah. Although well, I, was, I was editing the Halloween one the other day and Dan said it is Halloween 2020. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no, it's not. Uh, so I could throw some people off if they listen to it. Well, it might, it might work perfectly by the time we actually get released that it, it will be Halloween 2020. You should, all our references will be out of date. Put, put yeah, that's the uh, release schedule there then. Halloween 2020, but that does imply the thingy. Number one, we exist in all points in time. And number two, we did not predict all the shit that was going to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Big time. There's another one where we talk about Endgame. Oh, no, Infinity War. And Dan's putting some predictions on there. I was listening back. I was like, nah. <laughs> you fucked <laughs> that, that one up. <laughs> were they predictions for Endgame? Were yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, they were predictions for Endgame, which is now been and gone a year ago. <laughs> Don't <laughs> I predict it if you're good well. or bad. Bad. Pretty bad. I predict everything's going to be bad, though. I mean, let's be honest. History's on my side. Most things <laughs> yeah. are quite bad. Oh, if you say so. Um, what, what's our beer today? So last, I think last time out, if it managed yep. to get edited, we we organised it, didn't we? We did, and then I still got a couple left, but I've obviously not drinking them now. I've got one left, which is Orbit Cologne Nico Lager. Nope, drank that. Any good? I can't remember. Okay, cracking. <laughs> I think I've drank it anyway. Sounds good then. Well, let's go check the fridge, hold on. Okay. Until you do. Aaron, I'm assuming you don't have this one because you've got a mixed bag, haven't you? Yeah, and also I drank mine ages ago. What what, what, are, you, what are you drinking tonight? I am on a Scaramanga by Dundrury. No, I'm going to go um, Shock Jock. Now, Aaron... Yeah. Am I right in thinking that Scaramanga was the name of a bad guy in the James Bond franchise? Lost, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. It was villain, wasn't it, from the oh. with Golden Gun? Uh, Dan, you... Let's see if Dan knows this. Dan, what, yeah, um, what film was, <laughs> was it good, do you remember? Nope. What, what, uh, what film was Scaramanga from? Scaramanga? Aladdin. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the one. Bob on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star Wars. I don't know. Go on. Aaron? I believe it was the man with the golden gun. I think it was as well, but I can't remember. Yeah. Get to fuck. I'm not a James Bond nerd, so. You're not an anything nerd, according to you, other than trains. I'm not a train nerd. You are a train man, though. Uh, so, Scaramac, how is it, Aaron? You've already opened it. You've started stuffing it. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, extra pale. It's only 3.9%, so. Okay. Drink it all day, can't you? Keep it in session. Vegan as well. Oh. Vegan listeners and... Frog boys at home. Mem- members, yeah. Um, yeah, gluten-free. Oh. Quite nice. Quite nice. can have that. Uh, but this is a 4.8%, this Orbit. I'm actually thinking that that is Cologne, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah. It's the German song, K-O-L-N. The place, not... Cologne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Didn't well, not, not what? Not the... That came with, like, two beer boxes ago, didn't it? I don't know. It's been. It's probably been in the cupboard for a while. I don't know. It's only it's in the fridge today. My fridge isn't that big, so I have to go in the in the cupboard until I'm ready, like to prepare to use them. My fridge isn't that big. I, Dan's giving me the fucking hand mic over camera, and I don't know why. I think that's perfectly justifiable. To say, okay, I've got thinking. too many beers. I haven't got enough space in the fridge. If that I could, the I'd audience, keep all, all the visual things are private. Yeah, well, Lydia doesn't prioritize my beers over food, unfortunately. Um, what this does say, though, it's, it's on a scale of traditional to modern, it is I don't know, like a six out of ten. Ten being modern, <laughs> and um, what what does quaff mean? Sort of like drink, isn't it? Like neck it, because this it has another scale. It's on one side of the scale, it says sip, and then right. it's all the way over to the other side, which is quaff, which I assume means down it, skull it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Straw pedo it. Gulp it. That's quite nice, actually. Orbitbeers.com. So what's it called then? Oh, so maybe Orbit's the brewery, sorry. Fucking hell, Danny. This we're, we're a beer podcast, Dan, for the last time. Well, no, for the last time. For the last time today, hopefully. No, for the last time this podcast. Yeah. We're a beer podcast. The big thing we wanted to talk about with this podcast was beer. Yeah, we don't have to read out the fucking label for everyone. That's not reading out the label. That's, that's, that's me. But if I'm telling people, if we're saying, oh yeah, this is a good beer, you should try it. I should is it a nice beer to... or not? What type yeah. of beer is it? It's a fucking lager. Mm, lager boring. It's nice though. I actually, I, I like is it. Is it too fizzy? No, it's not. I think I've got it's got that, that, that really strongish taste to it. Kind of, it's, it's good. I need to check into Ooh, it. You've uh, pushed out the boat there, Dan. Yeah, I think I've had this for like the last six podcasts. And what are you drinking? Camden Pale, again. Oh, wow. It's my go-to supper. The man I've also got like. for my next one. Sierra Nevada. IPA. I'll push it out and get a proper one for the next pod, but I just wanted something light and breezy to sup. All right, so let's just read you the... Uh, we love our American cousins, but sometimes they can be kind of full on. So we've crafted this beer to be more. Do you see how boring that is? Full like? on. <laughs> why? Why did you, you read it like never that? Never read before. <laughs> yeah. Full on. It's hard to read when something's on. Like the it. man <laughs> went to the. No, but right. if I'm not going to say it again, I've said it plenty of times. 
I yeah, but you're supposed to say if you like it. I or not. thought you were going to say it again then for a second. <laughs> I was about to, then I realised what I'd said, so I had to stop myself. Um, yeah, I do like it. Everyone go out and buy Nico by Orbit Brewery. Okay, so www.camdentownbrewery.com. Colon forward slash forward slash. Full stop. Oh. Flash best before the end of can. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when's it go out of date? It's in date. Don't worry. Well, date. according to our time traveling podcast, it's not because it goes out of date first of November twenty twenty. Fuck then. Yeah. Decent chance this is not going to be out by then. I've found a load of beers in my in my in the summer house that people have left over, which have been taken because I've run out of beers of my own. So many of them are so close to being out of date, like May. So this should be next month. I don't know how long beers last, but it's usually quite a while, I think. It's, it's, it's not ages. as long as you think. It's after that as well, because that's just the best before. So they'll, they'll be fine to drink, just taste a bit. Oh, no, mine, mine said drink by or you'll die. You do taste a little bit weird. Also, I just want to say something now at the start before we get into the topic. Uh, I think either last pod or a couple of pods ago, I said that Downey should be put up against the wall and shot. And uh, I was going to apologise, but he just revealed that he has a summer house, so he should be put up against the wall and shot. <laughs> it's my bar. You've been in my house, you know it's there. You know it's there. Yeah, but I always forget. <laughs> also, I like to think, has that been playing on your mind for like two weeks? <laughs> You're like, I need to apologise for this. I shouldn't have said that. It was too much. I, don't know, it was, I thought it was pretty extreme and harsh to say that he deserved to die, but I, uh, once again, I was right in my assessment. This is the world we live in now, I suppose. <laughs> Well, it's acceptable. Yeah. If he did this, uh, you know, they're on about this volunteer thing for the vaccine. Wait, you get volunteering. For... No, you don't get paid, you fucking monk. You get infected. Literally volunteers. Oh, shit. Cut, the, cut that I said the M word, please. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a, um, a 50-50 chance at the vaccine that they're trying. Or the placebo. Would you do it? Not for Not for nothing. I'd fucking 100% do it because after you've got it, you can just say, like, I've had it. I can go out. I can chill, do what I want. So what, you get infected either way and then you either have, or you have the <clears> 50% <throat> chance? Yeah, pretty much. So you could die? Yeah, but low chance, I suppose. No, I, I wouldn't do it. To be I'd do it if it, was, if it was getting paid. Have you seen that red... Say, red say, say a G. Doing? No. So... They're going to do a red on May 11th or summer. <clears throat> Pardon me, where they open some small businesses that don't need you to like sit in. So I don't know what sort that'd be. Then Amber, they're going to open schools or summer. I don't know. I've heard they open schools in September. Well, I don't fucking know, do I? This is just something I read today on Twitter or The Guardian. I can't remember which. Well, it sounds yeah. like you know, because you said, have you heard about the red amber green thing? And then told Yeah, them. but I'm giving you the, like, the vague details that I remember. I'm not giving you a fucking in-depth thing. I'm not giving you a press briefing. I'm not um, Bojo or one of his cunts, am I? Carry but on. then, eventually it gets to June and they go to green, so everything opens up, but at half capacity. It's like bars, but only I mean, half full. doesn't sound like... Green means go, yeah? Yeah, but only go until they've got a vaccine. How long have you been driving? <laughs> oh, I mean, I... <laughs> Green means go. Surely that's that would tell me that it's like everything's fine. You can just go. 
In fairness, I, I get what you're I, saying, but it was the the question in nature. What do you mean to go? Yeah. <laughs> I've been in his car. I would not trust. No, it's like red means fucking shockingly bad. Red means stop what you're thinking about and just drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've lost my train of thought. Thanks, Dan. But that's interesting, though. Maybe. Um, Aaron, what's our topic? I'm just saying today? that the wedding will probably happen. Really? Think it will? Yeah. Was that half, ca- half capacity though? So, Aaron, you can still calm down. Sorry, you caught. <laughs> Lid X is invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Imagine, yeah. imagine if we were mates. If we'd known <laughs> each other for thirteen years. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how long we've known each other? Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. Imagine. Imagine. So, yeah, what could have been? Um, <laughs> so what's, our, what's our topic, Aaron? Topic I mean, I'll, today, I'll have known you cunts half my life soon. Yeah? Yeah. Fuck me. Awful news. Sorry about anyway, that. Anyway, go on, Aaron. Sorry. Um, the topic for today was actually one that I believe Dan brought up to us. Dan's finger going in right now. Right now. And it is, what are the four albums you can listen to without skipping any tracks? I'm just going to pull up the old text chain because I can't remember mine. You're not written them down then? No. That, that implies some level of preparation. I have a question which probably doesn't go to Dan then. Have you listened to each other's albums? I don't even think I got the list of what your two albums were. I listened to uh, one of ours, I think. I was going to say, don't say what they were, but... He, he sent it first. Right, Aaron, do yours first, your first one. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go around one at a time. Because Aaron, you... Oh, go on, you go first. I was going to... Okay. Um, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you go first. No, I'm not going first. All you right. go first. Well, I had an album that I was going to say, but you also picked it. Which I thought was fine. Yeah, but in the interest of like not just going over the same ground, I thought, oh, I'll just pick another one. So, my first one would be London's Calling by The Clash. Now, there's, I feel like with this album, there's plenty that you could say that's not already been said. Thanks. Classic banter. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, oh, shit, I was listening to it earlier today, actually. That is, what, 19 tracks? Yeah, so this album. is the one thing. It's, it's a long album. Let me double check. I it's think it was 19. A little bit of a commitment to just sit down and go, okay, yeah, I'm going to listen to this whole album yeah, all the way through. 19 songs, an hour and five minutes, which doesn't seem a lot for 19 songs, actually. But yeah, it, I was going to say, they're all quite quick tracks, pop. aren't they? Um, I mean, yeah, again, what what can you say? It's a bit of a, of a classic, really, and every, every song kind of has its place. Yeah, thanks it's a lot. one of those things as well. It's, Big it's, talker. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's... Um, I thought the interesting thing about this whole exercise to go through these albums was that it's, it's four albums that you can listen to without skipping, but it's not necessarily your four favourite albums, mm. which I think for me, I would possibly have Clash's first album, mm-hmm. The Clash, as being one of my favourites over London Calling. Um, but however, there's a little bit more filler... Um, yeah, I just think there's a couple of tracks that are kind of maybe not quite as strong, and I just think that this album is is pretty pretty peak in the way that you can kind of go through every single one. Um, I think every single track on there is 
it's pretty good. Um, even though some of the lesser known ones, I think, are really good. But then it's got some of like my absolute favourite songs of all time. Oh, as well, so. what's, what's your best song on the album? I'm just on the uh, the old Clash Wikipedia page. I'll tell you what, they were a good band, weren't they? Got some yeah. bangers on here. They were yeah. quite famous, weren't they? Yeah, I can, some of the albums as well. Um, I think my favourite song on there is probably Clampdown. Yeah. Which is, again, not a, uh, perhaps not the most obvious pick, albeit the album might be one of the more obvious picks. <laughs> um, Death or Glory is really good. Guns of Brixton is really good. Last in the Supermarket, Spanish Bombs, London Calling. They're all absolutely brilliant songs. And they're all scattered at least a decent way through the album as well. So that it's not very top heavy. It's not all in the middle. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of throughout there. That was something I struggled with picking albums. If there was one where it was like the first three tracks, or the first, it's usually, to be honest now, it seems to be the first track's an okay one. Then it's three absolute insane bangers. And then the rest of the album's just a disappointment. So you end up only listening to the start, yeah. I found that a lot of albums actually had, you'd have. The first one, which is not maybe the, the best known song, but you actually really like it. Mm. And then there's, there's yeah, you two or three it. singles in there, or really, really famous songs in sort of the next four tracks. Then there's a good chunk of like mid album filler, mid album filler, and then there's one or two really good ones at the end. That seems to be the sort of the general trend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. What, so when you think of like. When you were thinking of these albums, where in your head were you listening to them? Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't really listen to music that much at home anymore. Not like I used to when I was a kid. I only really listen to music in the car now. So I feel like a lot of stuff, certainly when I was looking at or thinking about this, was kind of tainted by the fact that I was imagining driving listening to the tracks. And sometimes and that can change my mindset a little bit about what I want to listen to. Does that make sense? Yeah, the albums yeah, I, I picked so. yeah. were all basically ones that I listened to when I was a mopey teen into a depressingly late age of my 20s. So, so no. I just thought of albums that I literally just put on, walk around to, listen to, full through. Can you move back or move your mic back a little bit? Fucking every week. You're just so I, loud. I don't know gets picked up. That's possibly something as well I was thinking is that... Um, Sort of going back years ago, uh, you basically you did listen to albums on a CD or whatever, um, and then they were basically all. Um, you basically would listen to a whole album, yeah, rather than like um, nowadays where with Spotify or whatever you can just pick out odd tracks and just listen to them like that. Do a playlist. But, yeah, so I think that sort of went into a lot of what I was thinking about. In a lot of the albums I've picked up from ones that I used to listen to, have been listening to for, for many years. You'll be very easily able to tell mine are all from about like five, six years ago. All right, so who's, who's got the next album? Um, I'll go next. So, so mine, we spoke a little bit while ago, actually, on a few podcasts ago. It's one of my favourite albums of all time anyway, but it's um, Is This It by The Strokes? Again, I was when I was thinking about like, okay, what do I like to listen to when, I, when I'm driving around? That that is always up there for me. I can just listen to that. I'm just straight, and it starts off so fucking massive. It's that bam, bam, bam beat is just constantly going. 
and there's just some fucking killer tracks on there. And I don't think there's anything on on the album that I really think oh, I'm not really that into that song. I think every single track. I'm just pulled up now. Oh shit! This is it. Every single track it starts. It starts off big and it ends big, and in the middle it stays big. It's just a kind of fucking for me. It's a pretty perfect album. Kind of again, it's, it's one that I've been listening to for a long time now. So maybe it's got the nostalgia to it. I don't know. There's probably a lot of nostalgia in my list actually. Um, albums that I think probably are up there for me. It's my favorite ever albums. This is a, a top album, to be fair. Yeah, <coughs> it's it's through the track list. I know. Yeah, that's what I looked at. And I was like, pretty great bangers. Is it's short with, and sweet. Uh, with the actual track nine or the track nine that got removed not long after. Uh, you know about New York City Cops? Yeah. It's with New York City Cops. Yeah, that is a great it's song. A great song. Again. Do you know why they removed that? 9 11. No. Yeah. It was, oh, really? it was due to come out just before or just after 9 Oh, it's, Sorry, it came out just before 9 11. And then obviously that happened. So they, they re released it without New York City Cops because it goes on about how shit they are. I mean, as we established last podcast, all cops are bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just a timing thing. I think that was their point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. A little bit insensitive. I think if there was one track that I'd probably maybe miss, it would be Soma. I quite like Soma. But I was thinking maybe even then, Alone Together. I'm yeah, I was going to say Alone Together over Soma. See, I love Alone Together. Um, and again, I, I don't skip Soma. It's just probably my... Probably my least favorite track. I don't think I would skip alone together. But so I'm, I'm listening to it again. It's pretty difficult when it's in between Sunday and last night, is the yeah. It's no, got I like, bum, I like... it's got a bum position in there on the. It's it's got that guitar riff in, in um yeah, I like it. So yeah, that, that was my first first album. Is uh, is the Sit by the Strokes? Back in 2001 as well. Came out when we were 10. Yeah, it's mad. I, uh, I I also my mate Mark showed it me. I remember going around his house and showed me the CD, and I was, you know, a 10-year-old, well, 2001, yeah, a 10-year-old kid. I was, so obviously, I was obsessed with the fact there was a, a nudie girl on the front. I was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Quite possibly the first ever side-on oh. and butt that I'd ever seen in my life. So I was like, yeah, this is the album for me. Dan, for sure, first album. Okay, so first one for me was Frank Ocean's Channel Orange. Okay. Which... I did think, should I have picked Blonde, but definitely Channel, Channel Orange, I think. That was the first one that got me properly into Frank Ocean. He is a genius, in my opinion. Um, let's just pull up on Wiki. Again, when I read it, when I was looking at and listening back to them, 17 songs. That's a lot. And, and I have some questions. So when we were on the text feed about talking about this, I've got a hip-hop album coming out. Coming up later on. Coming out. A new coming out. <laughs> I've got a hip hop album coming out. A hip hop album you're all waiting <laughs> for by a white boy from the north. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you made the point about skits. So, yeah, that's my big issue because I really do love like a lot of hip hop. And Dan loves rap. Yeah, an awful lot of it, but. Fucking skits ruined so many good albums, especially because they might be funny at the time. Like Late Registration by Kanye, I think at the time I thought these skits are really funny, really good. And then you re listen now and you're just like, holy shit, <laughs> this, is, 
unlistenable. That's my aim. So it just yeah. means you've got to skip so much filler and shite. So my Whereas, question is: Is are we are we including that as a skipped op, as a, as a track that you would skip in this conversation? Yeah. yeah, I think so. So so with this album in mind, and as amazing as it is, you've got start, you've got end, and then you've kind of got um, white with John Mayer, which is an instrumental. You've got start and end are sort of instrumental as well, and they sort of. Starts not so much of an instrumental. Album. It's more of a. It's not a skit necessarily, but it's. You know, it's more it's, of a collection. It's more of an arty thing. I know this makes me sound like a real fucking dickhead. <laughs> but I like yes. it. It's an artistic piece. I just think it's a top-notch album, full of bangers, full of like great depressing songs. I just I love it so much. And if there was one track you would skip, what would it be? I already have mine. Look, Sierra Leone. I oh, see. I love Sierra Leone. I don't think I know the album well enough to be. Uh, you mean you haven't listened to this? Or you haven't listened to the material? Maybe no. Monks. Oh, Monks is amazing. Yeah, I know it is. That drum beat on Monks is the the fucking best part of the album. But I think that that'd possibly be it. But to be honest, I just fucking love the album. Frank, so I think it's like. One of the perfect, like, poppy, hip-hoppy... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just a fucking top-notch album. How, yeah, I mean, it's what, R&B rap? Not really yeah, rap, yeah. but it's hip-hop. It's not really very hip-hoppy, very rappy, but it's got, like, all the beats and stuff. It's just fucking sick. I know it's not really Aaron's music style, but I would highly recommend listening to it. Aaron, Aaron's a Frank fan, I think. Yeah, I, I, like, I like the music here. I just, like I said, never really been... Albums wise, when it comes to sort of hip hop mm. and, and that, I, I, there were very few that I've actually listened to. Say Frank Ocean as well, worth listening on, to. On, you know, I, I probably have, I think I probably have listened to that all the way through once, but you don't really get a sort of full knowledge. You know, I can't reel off which tracks are really good, which tracks weren't that great based on that. Um, Sorry, here's so the challenge for you. It's one which, of those things, yeah. On this album, Pyramids, the version on the album is nine. <laughs> Minutes long. Nine minutes, 52 seconds long. Liam, is that you playing it? Are you trying to get... Yeah, it? no. I was going to you fucking We're long. not getting monetized anyway. Oh, so. Cancel that M-word again. <laughs> I keep I'm just trying thinking to be better saying, people. I'm trying uh, to be better. I keep thinking you're saying cancel the N-word, because I'm so used to you. Yeah, so it's going to sound like we've replaced the N-word with the M-word. <laughs> like, Do not better. say the N-word. <laughs> really um, say the N-word. But, I mean... Know. I kind of lose patience with songs that are that long. If I'm not fucking, I absolutely love Pyramid. It's probably my Pyramid is a good song. Second favorite track on the entire album. No, even the nine minute one. I, I mean, that's the. I skipped what's halfway your, through that. What's your favorite track on it? Um, I like Purple Matter. Sorry, Pink Matter. Um, Pink Matter. Thinking about you and Monks, my favorite three tracks. I think it's got super rich kids for me. I fucking love that song so much. It's such a good little party number with a weird hook. I just love it so much. And Forrest Gump is a genuine banger about yeah. Forrest Gump. We're gonna. Um, Aaron's gonna go for a beer, so we need to fill some time. Have you a parent? How much fill on this rap album? <laughs> so it's ninety seminal rap. Yeah, that's it. No one's got a. No one's got a beautiful dark twisted fantasy on theirs, do they? No, on their list of four. Right? No, again, I, I love know it's an amazing album. 
But again, there's there's tracks that are skippable. See, I've just pulled it up. When I'm looking at it, there's a lot less skippable than I thought there was. What a fucking banger track to track. Read them out to me. Sick. Dark Fantasy. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Banger. Power. Yeah. All of the lights. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> Monster. Yeah. Is this Soul an order? Is yeah. This... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Devil in a New Dress. Yeah. Runaway. Oh, my God. Hell of a Life. <laughs> Blame Game. Fuck me. Lost, lost in the World. Album by and Who Will Survive in America. No, I'm just I'm reading the tracks. Off how the is that? So how have, have, I, how have I not put that on there? Because that is an unskippable. There's no skits on that. Should have, should have put it on there. That was a mistake of mine. You, didn't, you haven't got that in your phone? No. no. I, I literally, I, we were talking about it and I was thinking, okay, well, that's the I really thought, album by far. I thought there's a lot of shit in there. There is not. It is just not, not a drop of fat on it. Hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. Fuck me, what an album that is. Yeah, you okay. know what, it's funny actually, you say about a win. nine minute song becoming like quite skippable and immediately after you said that, I was like, run away. It's not skippable. It's not yeah, skippable. no, it's not. Right. What an album. We, this this can be on our collective top four because just track after track. I still remember I gave Nate so what this we album. We're going to pick a top four from all of our four, but we've already yeah. got one that's not in any of our <laughs> Yeah, and we're going to say, and the best one out of all of them is My Beautiful Darts with Fantasy. We made a mistake not picking it. It's not even on any list. Nate used to fucking hate Kanye until I gave him this album for his car. And after that, he became, sorry, I'm moving around, like the biggest Kanye stan known to man because not a single track. Did you just say stan? Yeah. I fucking hate that. <laughs> I stand the word stan. <laughs> um, well, where were we? What were we saying? Yeah, oh, yeah I, was, was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't surprised that Dan actually doesn't mind ex- extremely long songs after knowing what one of his next albums that's going to come up is. Um, oh, what's my next album? Well, I don't know if it's your next one, but one of I'm not going to say because we'll we'll get to it at a certain point anyway. Um, Aaron, we've got seven minutes, nine minutes, sorry. So, what's your next album? Um, we'll do it because, in the spirit of not taking very long, my next album clocks in at under forty minutes. Go on, it's Dookie by Green Day, which. Coincidentally, given what I said before about not being my favourite album and all that, is actually my favourite album of all time. That's your favourite album of all time? Yeah. There's literally not a bad song on there. Yeah, I mean... Was it Leeds that we saw when they played... It was the 20th anniversary and they played it straight through? Yeah. yeah. And it was yeah. sick. That was one of the best gigs I've ever been to. If you can, count, those... if you can count Festival as a gig, it was one of the best things I've ever been to. It was to. one of those things of, like, I've never seen Green Day and... Up until that point, I was like, you know, it's just one band that I'd really wanted to see, never seen them. And they started off and they did like a couple of decent songs and then they were doing a lot of shit off the new album. And I was like, oh, this is really, really Not for me. Yeah. You know, I've waited all this time to go and see them and now they're just doing all this. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I they, they, had the, they had the Dookie banner, didn't they? Or did they no, that was it. That? They dropped down they after did them. Was, they, then they dropped that down and said, look, it's the 20th, I think it was the 20th anniversary of the next year. Mm. Yeah, it was. We were just going to do it the whole way through, and I was like, just lost my shit completely. That was a fucking yeah. I can't. I don't really have any arguments with that one because it's not the top album by Aaron. 
Aaron's just gone onto Wikipedia and picked best punk albums of all time. Best, best <laughs> albums of all time. Yeah, that, 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 that'll do it. Kerrang's um, top 100. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I even love the, uh, the hidden song right at the end. Uh, the hidden track at the end is one of my favourite songs on the album, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's weird. It's like... I mean, this is green. This is early Green Day, so... Nothing they don't. really took them so yeah. There's a song in there about masturbation, so... <laughs> I mean, the, I miss old Green Day. I mean, I get, I get that, like, everyone grows and changes and stuff, but you look at some of the stuff that... You, or the more recent stuff, and it's nowhere near that. It's, it's, different, it's, it's different type of... It's, yeah, I know. It's One of the best things they gave the world was the hidden track in their last song that lasts about seven minutes. Uh, Some ones, World War Three, Part Four, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolute banger, mm. absolutely uh, fantastic song. Some Forty Ones, uh, but that was Green Day. What was it? The, the Some Forty One. No, I know it's Some. I thought you said Green Day gave it to him. What does Miss here? I assume they just did it from that, to be honest, because obviously oh, that came up first. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then all by myself. Was yeah. that the second album? Uh, first album. Third album, I think, of Sum 41. It was one on Sum 41's first album. Oh, no, it was their second album. Yeah, it was the on... The second album was... Uh, all Kill and Just, just looking the, the metal one, wasn't it? Yeah, All Kill and Philip was uh, Pain for Pleasure. Pain for Pleasure, yeah. That was it was Pain for Pleasure, but the World War one, was that that track? No. That was on Does This Look Infected. Was it? Yeah, yeah the second yeah, album, the second so. one in my head is Does This Look Infected, yeah. Yeah, that was their third World album, War Seven, first album Part One and Two, Power of Power. Yeah, yeah that's I tell you what, some forty one. Their early albums are again Angers. fucking top. All Killer No Filler is a great album. That was the first album, the first band I ever saw live. Yeah, was it nice? Yeah. Now is it Offspring? Damn, and then that's a pretty good one. The first band I saw live, fucking hell, probably Oasis or someone with my parents. Oh, was that Oasis? Uh, yeah, Austin was great, actually. I went with Chris Alpha and his parents. I'm not a big Oasis fan, particularly. <laughs> and um, what's the fucking, what's the drummer from Austin called? Noodles. Noodles. Nice guitarist. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Mike D. <laughs> um, no, it's not him. He throws up a drumstick. It's so on the balcony at the Apollo, I think, in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. And he throws a fucking drumstick up. And it's like coming right right into my hands. I'm like, fucking yeah, this is sick. And just before it hits me, Chris Albert's dad just jumps up and snatches it out of the air in front of me, slaps it to the ground, and basically fights some kid in front of him for it. I'm like, nice. Is he going to give it me for my first gig? No. No, he didn't. <laughs> Did he give it Chris? No loose in no, those days, Joe. I don't think he did. <laughs> he just kept it. But that was a sick gig. As I'm not sure I remember. 13-year-old me. Um, Another but, great hidden track, sorry, just in that vein. You know, uh, Fiddler? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheap Cocaine and Awkward. Yeah. Another two great songs. Yeah, that's a that. fucking... That's a quality album as well, actually. I think I just love, like... Shitty skate music that I used to listen to when I was younger. And Fiddler. Dan, you basically like anything that would fit on a Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I do um, love that sort of thing. Cool. I think we'll, um, we'll, we'll pause it there unless you've got anything to add to um, Dookie. Good album. Yeah, no. no Two thumbs up. 
what on the scale of Rocky to on the scale of Rocky to Creed, I would give it a Rocky four strong Rocky four to Creed because Creed is also sick. Creed is sick, but it's not. It's the fourth best. I'm so confused by the scale right now. So <laughs> well, the problem is we all had different opinions on what was the best Rocky film. So, so I think we said Rocky one was the best one. Rocky three plus Rocky four equals Rocky seven: Adrian's Revenge. Exactly. <laughs> So we'll put Dookie up there with Rocky 1. If we're assuming that Rocky 1's the best, Dookie is a Rocky 1. Well, if we're making that assumption, we're already starting on the wrong foot because Rocky 4 is clearly Rocky the best Rocky 4 one. is the best one, I agree. I got our no, voted Rocky last time. Rocky 4 is the best one. Yeah. Oh, so we agree then. Rocky 4 is the yeah. new number 1. I feel like I probably disagreed I last know. time. Here we I go. I probably have Rocky 1. There we go, <laughs> here we go. Mr. Artsy Fartsy over there, you fucking dick. Rocky Four's the best one. We all agree. Rocky, yeah. Rocky One's won the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. but no one cares a lot, of shit, a lot of shit wins the Oscars. Uh, that, I just want to point out that was uh, Liam X over there that just said that homophobic slur, not me. What did I... I didn't even hear what you said. Liam so. X isn't even on the podcast. Yeah. X Downey. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll pause it there. We'll back in two seconds. And we are back. Yes, we're back. Um, cool, so we, we finished yours, Aaron? Yeah, we're on to your second album now. On to my second album. Well, my second album is... Uh, it, I'm trying to think of the best one for this. It's kind of a cop-out because it... Well, it's the one that you almost took anyway. Yeah. And it kind of was inspired by my first album, I think. As I say, it was very much inspired by... Uh, or inspired this album. And it's... Um, Whatever people say I am, that's what I'm not by the Arctic Monkeys. And actually, I feel kind of bad that you chose not to take it because if it wasn't for you, I would never have listened to this album, I don't think. I heard the odd song on like Soccer AM, but I remember being in school and you talking to me about this band called Arctic Monkeys and me being like, I've heard of them, but I've not really yeah. listened to any of them. Um, but because of that conversation, I got it as a gift of birthday or Christmas at the note and then. Yeah, it kind of set me off then. Until okay, yeah, this is this is the band. Yeah, they were one of them bands that like I, I really remember getting into from like just like a bunch of bootleg recordings around that time that just kind of seemed to knock about and you could pick them up and stuff. Mm. And then got into them, and then I think they'd even released a couple of singles, maybe um, about you look good on the dance floor. Um, and then it felt like at that point, which I was what. 14 or 15 at the time as well. Mm-hmm. It felt like at that time, it took forever for them to get from releasing those couple of singles to actually releasing the album. And it's probably about six months in reality. But yeah. At that age, and when in you school, yes. for that album yeah. to come out, it felt like forever. And uh, yeah, and like I say, I nearly picked it anyway, or would have picked it anyway. So it's, it's absolutely one of mine. I 100% agree with you. There is not a skippable track on there. I also would have had this because we are all, you know, that we're all teenagers when it came up yeah, <laughs> in the North. But what a fucking album. I also remember listening to it on bootlegs. I just remember it being the biggest thing in high school. 
I think I remember that album being absolutely like inescapable as well from the fact that like yeah 100% I, I vaguely remember even hearing some of the, the album tracks like Mardi Bum and stuff that didn't get yeah. on release but hearing them on the radio and just being like wow I don't think I've ever heard that before mm. it was my, I mean well we were four I, well, I was 14 when it came out and you'd have been 15 Dan you were 14 I mean how old were they 18 yeah, not much older. Yeah, yeah, yeah not and it was just unreal. And it was, I mean, what the headline Glastonbury was it that year or the year after with that album's worth of songs? Yeah, and it was just. I mean, that's testament to how good the album was and how and how big they got from it. We're looking through it now, huge, unbelievably huge. I, I remember it made me and my friend start a band. A yeah. Terrible, a terrible band. <laughs> I think it made all of us, didn't it? Yeah, probably. There's only one of us that's still in a terrible, terrible band. Young, Decade, Young Decade's first <laughs> single comes out on Friday. So you'll will be out okay. by the time anybody listens to this. Yes, yeah. it will um, be. Everyone go back, Young Decades. follow Young Decades on Instagram and look at their first ever post. Because it's a real fucking banger. That was <laughs> that was a fucking, that was from a photo shoot from fucking like two years ago. That uh, just... I don't have Instagram, but I feel like I need to... Uh... It's so much like a cunt, mate. It's not funny. Yeah, I know. It's, it's not funny. It's trying to be funny. <laughs> it's, it's basically Tid talking over, like, flicking through all different pictures of herself in, like, all various, like, sexy poses. I didn't listen oh. to this. I didn't listen to the commentary. I just I just saw the video. Makes more sense with the commentary, but it's still no, not funny. I, pr- I prefer it without... Everyone go back, look at it, without the fucking commentary. It's... Yeah, I'm not proud of that one. And he sent it on the group, and I was like, oh, yeah, great. And then he was like, you should post it. And I was like, oh, no. And then he just posted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you dick. Um, so, yeah. That's, yeah, everyone listen to Young Decades because it's good. Um, so, yeah, that's my second album. Uh, again, it's, I mean, not a, clone of, not a clone of the first one, but... If you had to, which song would you skip? Would I skip? I feel like this is going to be contentious, but it would either be um, Riot Van or Mardi Bum. Oh, oh, they're wrong. They're both wrong choices. They are bad choices. I mean, I could have accepted maybe a couple of different answers, but not not them. Uh, perhaps Vampires is a bit strong, but... Oh, see, I think that's also a wrong answer. That's probably, my, weirdly, one of my favourite tracks on the album. Go on, then, what's your skippable song? See, mine is, I, I want to point out, I do actually love this song, but... Yeah, I don't hate I've heard, I've heard I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor roughly four billion times by this yeah, point in my life. sounds good, though, doesn't it? I know, but that's probably the one that I could skip. Yeah, but when you've heard, heard, heard it in, like, six months and it comes on, you're like, oh, this is a banger, yeah. isn't it? You to be fair... You can't skip View from the Afternoon, number one, because it's the first track. Yeah. Number two, <laughs> that drum solo doesn't... Drums doesn't hit ah, you yeah, straight good away. Point. Plus, I bet you. Yeah, but I bet you look good on the dance floor. You can do this too. Yeah, you can play an insanely high guitar. Um, <laughs> what would yours be? Maybe, re- think maybe red light indicates doors are secured. Possibly, bom, bom, yeah. Bom, possibly bom, 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 red light, or possibly perhaps vampires. I think. I think mine. If I act it down, if you play this song, I'm, I'm going to fucking leave. Put it down. <laughs> Right, I'm leaving. Oh dear. Uh, I'm going to play. I used to, I, that was, I think, the first album I learned to play in full. On, on my bass. Or one of, anyway. 
Yeah, I um, think I've changed my mind. I'd skip red light. <coughs> you wrong. But that's fine. Again, and again, I go back to those those two songs because from from driving along, I probably want something a little bit more with more beat, and that's that's probably where it comes from. Um, if that makes sense, do you understand my? I think so. me now. Yeah, I think that? I know what you're on about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I can still even what how many years later, thirteen years later, fourteen years later, still go on that and be. Yeah, that's. It's a top album. I've not listened to it for a while, but I would like to. Do it. Might, might add it to my running list for tomorrow. You running list? Yeah, I have like stuff I run to. You run? Yeah. How far? Uh, five to ten k. Wow. Actual like consistent. Yeah. I can't do it. I've been for two jogs. I don't want to say run, but my problem is I can't jog. I've never been good at long distance anyway, but I, I, can't, I can't... can't pace yourself. You're a sprinter. We did that. Uh, yeah, basically. So I'm, a lot of the time I'm like walking yeah. quite quickly and then I'll jog for a little bit. I'm fucked anyway. And it hurts my knees actually as well, the impact. It's not that bad once you get used to it. We did that uh, couched 5K thing a couple of years ago, me and Lauren. Mm. And I just kept running up from then. But I've always liked running, to be fair. I did run in school. I've got pretty bad knees as well because I'm old now. Yeah, I am old and decrepit. I am old. Look at my forehead. Dan's four months younger than the youngest of us, so he's he's a whippersnapper. Absolutely, um, baby. Dan, what's your second album? Uh, I feel like I am the only one that's done this with. Okay, I know where it's going. Some extremely be. obnoxious ones. So I've got. Uh, sometimes I sit and think, and sometimes I just sit by Courtney Barnett. I listened to this album fully for the because f- you told me about this album a few months ago I went to see Courtney Barnett with uh, Jack in Liverpool about pff, must be like five years ago now and it was fantastic it was a great gig she is amazing and she's really 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 talented I think I've listened to it through <coughs> twice before now I mean to be honest I really I like, like all it, her albums I wasn't especially blown away but you know I think it's a really solid album. Nothing skippable, obviously. That's why I picked it. But it's just a. Uh, I know it's so, got a lot of uh, people. A lot of people have said how good it is. And, yeah, it's it's a solid um, depression album. I'd say not depression, but you know, like teen. Angst. It's angsty. Yeah. Again, it's a Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Is. Which is a bit a bit weird because it came out when I was like 22, 23, but I'm nothing if not an angsty little teen bitch. It is. Even though, no, I'm, even though I'm nearly 30. It is good. I think, was it Pedestrian? Pedestrian at best was my favourite one, I think. Um, if I had to skip one, I, I, I came very close to skipping. It was, I think, Small Poppies. Yeah, the, the long one. I can't that's, that's, It's the most skippable, but it's a really good track. My favourite one on it is actually the opener, Elevator Operator. I really fucking love that song. But to be honest, I tend to listen to this album with the because the first one's like a collection of two EPs. So I tend to listen to that all the way through and then immediately listen to the next one all the way through. Because I just think they're just... I found them both at the same time. I don't know if they came out at the same time or what, but I found them both at the same time and fucking love them both so much. I think... My favourite track on it was probably, I think nobody really cares if you don't go to the party. 
that's a, a great song as well. Yeah. Oh, just, just a solid walking around, put it on your big headphones, walk around the city centre, pretend that you're, you know, angsty and alone and the only deep person in the universe, which is, to be honest, my favourite pastime in the world. It was good. It, again, it was one of them that, there's one of Aaron's as well, which we'll come to him at a certain point, but I was like, I, I pro- probably would never just go and say it's my favourite album or it's my favourite artist or anything like that, but it, it was just a solid album. It's one of those solid <coughs> albums. It's, yeah, that's it. It's not my favourite album. It's not my favourite artist. I do really like it, but I think it's a top album. Like I say, it's from what, from what I remember about the album, um, the, it was very, very consistent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's not a song, a, a track where you're like, Fucking hell, this is dragging, this is going on, this is doing whatever. It's just solid. Yeah. Anyone that wants to walk around and be a bit, you know. I don't think there was any song there that really, really grabbed me and really made me go like, oh, this is, this I is think, I think that's, that's potentially the problem with it, is if you're not into that style of music, I could imagine someone coming and listening to that and thinking a lot of the songs just sound the same. I think Depreston is a fucking true work of art. It properly grabs me and makes me sad in a good way. I love it. Fair enough. Would you say it makes you depressed? And no, he wasn't terrible. You pointed at me as if to say yes, but then said, I'm not from I'm not from Preston. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pointing at you like you fucking idiot. Yeah, okay, just just top. Third, well, cycle round to my third choice, which is potentially an album people are going to be less familiar with than my first two. Uh, it's somewhere in the between by Streetlight Manifesto, and quite frankly, I knew from the moment we picked this, I was going to put Streetlight album in there. I struggled with which one to put in because I think they've got four albums that I would probably listen to without skipping. So I could have just put all four of their on them on, um, but I picked this one. And yeah, I stand by it. I don't know if you guys have listened. I know Dan's listened to it a lot. I was, I was going to say, I have to uh, extremely agree with Aaron. I also fucking love Streetlight. They are true geniuses. I, I've ne- aside from being in the car with Aaron, maybe yeah, you don't. I've played it at you a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. I've never listened to Streetlight Manifesto. However, today I bought some Doc Martens, some dungarees, and. Um, I shaved my beard into my head. Punk. Yeah, I'm I'm now a scar guy because the album is fucking ace. Like <laughs> gen- genuinely, so good. I listened to it the whole way through. When I was doing the some housework today, and I was like, Pfft. "You just can't." This is one of them again. I feel like if you're not a scar person, and I'm not a scar person, but you know, I listen to a lot, lots of types of music. I'm not unfamiliar with it, but if someone's coming into it, I can see them thinking. Okay, well, there's a saxophone in every track, so this all sounds the same. That sort of yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a fucking album. It was banging. Like, yeah, it, uh, my head was banging the bottom the whole way through. It does. There it's was... a weird, it seems it's weird because when you listen to it, it's really fucking, like, obviously scar heavy. But I think if you listen to it compared to, like, other scar albums, you would not really recognize it as traditional scar because it's not really got, like, the. I don't know. This uh, it's weird. It's definitely a, a tone shift from their music in general to a lot of different yeah. style music. Mm. And I like ska music. Well, I mean, if we want to get all the history of music on you now, that ska music originally comes from Jamaica. 
and you've got what they call first wave ska, which actually kind of predates reggae in a lot of ways. Um, and that is a lot of stuff like Desmond Decker and Jimmy Cliff and people like that. And that's all very, very reggae sounding, but it's just more upbeat reggae, whereas reggae is very slow. This is mm-hmm. kind of upbeat. And then um, with migration and things like that, that happened, uh, that kind of music came over to England in the 80s. And that's where what we call the second wave or two-tone came along. And that was sort of bands like Madness and Specials and people like that, um, which is all very, you know, it's got a lot of English sort of side to it. It's slightly different again, but it's still kind of very upbeat kind of music. And then eventually you've got the third wave, which came in the mid-90s, mid-late-90s, which is when the Americans got hold of it. And that's all your... Uh, Flowery shirts, that kind of stuff. It's real big fish. It's Western Jake. It's, the, the, one thing I'll say is, kind of bands. there is the last scar band you tried to get me into was Real Big Fish, and I did not enjoy that album anywhere near as much as I enjoy listening to this. And it's yeah, I, I, I like feel real like it's fish, but their albums are highly skippable. A lot of the tracks, yeah, yeah very much but, so. Real Big Fish are a great band to see live. Listen to them on a CD. Yeah, and where they've got a lot of tracks that are kind of shitty, um, yeah, it, it's kind of very different sort of atmosphere. What I liked about this is it kind of um, it pulled in some other elements from other genres as well. Like um, oh, I can't remember the song. Was it Watch It Crash? Felt quite like metal in just the way it was like produced. And the, the I don't know if that's the right song, but I've re- I, I remember making a note, mental note that I enjoy Watch It Crash. I like the blonde leading the blind. Wow, would have skipped. Funnily, funnily enough, the blonde lay the blind is sort of the song that is least popular between amongst their fan base. It's probably because really like it's quite it. heavy. I really yeah. like it. I think it's. That's really banger. I, I I wouldn't skip it. Like obviously, so the one the one I would have skipped was one foot in the gas, one foot in the grave. I can see that. Banger I probably then. wouldn't argue with it. I, again, I'm not going to skip it. Favorite song from there then? <coughs> um, well, watch it, watch it crash. Or... Oh, that was a good song as well, actually. I remember. Where do we watch these? Was it Cellar in Manchester, Aaron? Uh, it was before it shut down. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was basement. NQ, it's basement now. NQ Live. NQ Live. That's it. Yeah, it's yeah. basement now. We watched from there. Absolutely tiny, <coughs> tiny bit. Probably the best gig I've ever been to. Yeah, could literally touch a ceiling pretty much if you jumped. And put your hands up, uh, sweat dripping down from everywhere, and it was fucking incredible. Was that the last yeah. tour they did in England? Because they don't yeah. travel anymore. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Um, absolutely. Weird, I hundred percent agree. Like it's my favourite gig I think I've ever been to. I just, yeah, I'm pretty it sure. Was up there with the Green Day playing Duke, the whole Duke here. Yeah, wow. does does Thomas Kalnocki tour t- t- now by himself? Not by himself, but with a different band. Um, I'm not sure. He might do some of his solo stuff as well. I'm not sure. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen him at a Warp Tour. Possibly. I know that he has done stuff like that with those big tours. Cause I, know, and I think they've done something in like, Europe as well. Yeah. On the festivals and stuff like that that they have over there. I just know I got James really big into him before we went because Thomas Kalnocki was there and he was also a massive Scar fan after that. That's how good they are. That's one thing I'll say. People. You go to... A, if you're going to go to any type of gig, go to like a Scar or Scar Punk gig and they're, 
they're always the gigs, the best gigs that you so ever come out of thinking. Yeah, exactly. So much energy in there, isn't there? <clears throat> yeah. And I, you, you can't not just fucking bounce or two step to the music, whatever it is you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. There's always something happening. Um, yeah, great album. I was, and yeah, I'll probably listen to more of them actually, Aaron. So thanks for, thanks I mean, for suggesting yeah. that one. I'll give you, I'll give you recommendations later. Another good band to see live, just uh, while we're on the topic, Electric Six. Always worth a, a go to a gig. Really fun gigs. I've, uh, I've seen that they do touring quite a lot. I've just never really... I only know the I, two songs. And... I see them every Christmas pretty much with some of my friends from Manchester. You haven't got any friends from Manchester? The Dicks. <laughs> Dickie Hill? Yeah. Trying to keep his name out of it, but yeah. His name's not Dickie, though. Why start now? Yeah. yeah, good point. He's in IT though, so I feel like if it was going to get back to anyone, I'd be in. Why? Just tell him. Just tell people his address as well while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my third album was a game changer for me, and it was Enter the Wu Tang Thirty Six Chambers by Wu Tang Clan. It a, was. It's a bold choice. Not for me. It was the first. Um, it was the first album, I can't remember who showed it to me, I think it was a guy called Pete, who you may have, I think, Aaron, you might have met Pete. Mad Maybe. Pete. Oh, Mad Pete. Yeah, I Mad know. Pete. He, I think it was him who, who, who showed them to me, and it was, yeah, that's what got me into hip-hop. I used to not, not be snobbish towards it, but just, you know, I have no real time for it. And um, yeah, that changed everything for me. It's, I think it's yeah, man. There isn't a skippable track on there, is there? <laughs> no, really not. <laughs> no, it's a it. fucking quality album. I mean, I love this album. My only issue with it is, like, say, some of the skits. But as, as we said, the do chat, work. The, the skits work because they go in. Well, number one, they're part of the track, so you can't skip a skit without skipping a track. So they've got yeah, you there straight away. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you look at like, I think it's Tears or Cream, the skits form part of the story of the song so as the song goes on it it's all part of the same thing it's not yeah. just some random yeah. chat going on a lot of the time so, so yeah oh, I've, I've, I've got to hand it to you it's a fucking quality album if memory serves and like I say it's been a little while since I listened to it but I don't think they were particularly bad skits either no, no, they weren't. No. They're pretty good skits. They weren't, not... they weren't necessarily like humor. Like they were just yeah, not yeah, Kanye-esque yeah, like skits. Making, or, or the worst Eminem style skits. Oh yeah. god, you're unlistenable. So, yeah, no, they're not. Yeah. The, it, the skits really make you feel like you're you're there in the studio with them as they're recording it, or you're there in. I don't want to say on the streets <laughs> with them, but you know what I'm trying to get to. Apparently, you're trying to say on the streets. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a bit racist. But honestly, what an album. Yeah, you're taking down classic. the corner there. Yeah. Fuck, it's fuck. <laughs> I, um, when I was thinking of this, I was like, okay, well, I was trying, especially after the first two that came straight to my head, was, though it was this is it, and whatever people say. I was like, I want to try and do something, especially with the last two, think of something a little bit different, but that's had some sort of impact on me. And again, this is one of those albums that's just, I, can, I don't listen to, I used to listen to on repeat and I haven't listened to fully in a while but after doing this I'm, I need to listen to it again because it's such a good album yeah, and like I you know, just said I'm looking through the track list and think like oh I love this song oh my god this is oh, ah, ah, every single song was like it was more for me as well like, looking through it and going 
Oh, I didn't realise this one was on there as well. Yeah. And this one was on there. banger yeah. after banger in it. And the production on it is insane. Rizza is a genius. Yeah, it's the one that sort of cemented him on it. Me and Nate yeah. used to listen to this all the time. Just fucking constantly. This is also, like, the fact that they just, you know, riffed on, like, old, like, martial arts films is yeah. so cool. So relatable and sick. And it kind of started a lot of the East Coast movement as well. It started everything, didn't it, from hip-hop, a lot of it. It sort of changed it. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just so good. Yeah, it's another interesting thing. Uh, Childish Gambino got his name from the Wu-Tang Clan name generator. He did. I can't remember what, what mine was, but it wasn't anywhere near as cool as Childish Gambino. No, mine also sucked. <laughs> It's like, oh, fuck it. Yours is Snowflake Twink. What <laughs> <laughs> um, Twink. That's my number three. Dan, what's your number three? I can't remember. Let's pull up the, the messages. Oh, my God. Aaron, what's your favorite? Oh, shit. What, if you had to skip a track, what would you skip? Oh, tough one. Uh, Let's get the list up. Oh, uh, uh, It's fucking hard on this album. I think, no, because I really like that. Can it all be so simple, potentially? Yeah, that, that would be mine as well. Nah, definitely not. What's your favourite track on it? I was just about to say, I, I don't know if I could pick a favourite track. I, I've got a real soft spot for Method Man. I think mine's Protect Your Neck. Mostly because I just... I'm to F with... I just used to love shouting at people, protect your neck, you best protect your neck. I also like Wu-Tang, um, Seventh Chamber Part 2. I, th- I, can't, I can't pick a song off that album that I don't like. Notice how no one's picking track two. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great track. What's, I'm, what's I'm it not called? Into that rabbit hole. I can't <laughs> see that, man. What's it called, Aaron? Sorry, you're breaking up there, Liam. I think I, I lost you there for a second. Okay, so that track is called Shame on an N-Word. If, you, if you're listening to that, car, that song in the car, how do you sing it? I don't. Do, so you don't sing it? in the car? No, no one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put your windows open. It's like uh, the beginning of Office Space. Yeah. <laughs> we sing along and he just winds his window up. <laughs> Um, cool. So I think I'm winning so far with that album. Dan, what's, your, what's your third track? Third album. Album, sorry. Uh, my one is again another one that wildly different from your two because you two have just picked, you know, like absolute classics, really, so far. Really musically amazing, you know, dead famous for being so good. And my third one is uh, Enema of the State by Blink. One eight two. You have a little bit come round to us now with the uh, you know, sort of music style, haven't you? What was my first one? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Frank Ocean. Orange. Yeah, I suppose that one was quite artistic and stuff. Courtney Barnett's a good depression one, whereas Enemy of the State is just. If there's an album I had to listen to to make me feel about thirteen again, it would be this album. This is the one. Uh, this is the one I, I remember. Love to. it. 100% in lockstep with you, by the way. Looking at this now, I'm like, I can't skip any of them. Yeah. They're all 
so good. You know what, actually? going to slightly jump the gun on this a little bit, but if I had to skip a track, it's probably going to be Adam's song. Yeah, and it's a great yeah. song. It's just so incongruous on the rest of it. It just doesn't flow as well with the rest of the album, really. No. But, but yeah, I, I probably wouldn't, like you say. It's also four minutes, so it's like way longer than most of their songs. Yeah, the whole track is 35 minutes long, and there's 12 songs on there. So that's over 10% of the album in that one song. It's a proper good album, <laughs> It's so... I could have picked so many of the early Blink ones. Trash Cat is probably my personal favourite album. But I, I can see that it's not as as tight as this one. Yeah, I'd probably go uh, take off, I think, to be fair. But Again, another classic. I just, that's that's any, my favourite, but I think this is, this is pretty unskippable. Every song on there is just amazing. And like I say, just... Listening to it makes me feel like a teenager again. Being stupid, sleeping under skate parks. One way you're gonna, you never slept under a skate park. I slept, you know, the Barony. Yeah, skate park there. Slept under there once with the Liam X after a party, (laughs) and then um, we had a a friend that uh, delivered milk, and he gave us some free zoos in the morning as we walked home. (laughs) <laughs> classic, classic childhood memory. They, they've been there 100 percent spooned as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was fucking freezing. You so you were a little you ask, sharing the body warmth for you, lads. If you ask Liam about this story, he will tell you that uh, obviously we were like that age where you know you don't want to be too close to touch feeling stuff. And about two a.m., I went, "Can I please hug your legs?" This <laughs> 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 so we were top and tailed under a skate park. <laughs> Why did you go home? That's not that far from your house. I don't know. We were like 15. It's not, yeah, it's not like you were 200 miles away from home, is it? Yeah. I think I passed out on a field from drinking like, you know, two sips of Jack Daniels. So White Lightning. But what, what an album, truly. Yeah, I, again, I can't, I can't disagree with you. Reading through it, Adam's song would be the one that I'd, I'd skip if I had a choice. Favourite song on it? Oh. Party song. Oh, that's a good song. Aaron with the correct answer yet again. Fuck, we've only got 10 minutes. It's been a long one. Yes, yeah, it's been a long one. Definitely party song. Yeah, fuck it. In, the, in the interest of time, I'll go party song as well. <laughs> Alright, go on. Aaron, where's your final album? Uh, so moving back into sort of more of a, a basic mode, I think with this one, but I picked uh, "Nevermind" by Nirvana. Um, I didn't really listen to this either. Um, not, not a lot, I could say really, but it's it's something that, like Dan said, kind of speak to me at a certain point in my life, I guess. Um, exactly what Enter the Wu Tang did for me. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure, if you like. Um, but yeah, I just think that even if uh, it's possibly a little bit different in that some of the tracks are maybe not quite as good, but I feel yeah. like the whole flow that you get with that album, you just you just don't want to skip them. It would just it disrupts it too much, keeps things a little bit. You kind of keep things on a, a sort of sort of even keel with the way that it flows through. It's um. Or album in it again. It's one of those classic, like undeniable albums. I definitely remember. I've, I've not re-listened to this one. I've not listened to it in a long time, but I do remember like 
when I had it, skipping tracks. Interesting. I, but I can't I, remember what. I was going to say which one. It's, it's literally, it's been years since I've listened to this album. See, I think Stay Away is possibly the only one that you would think to skip now. Um, all the others, I think, are, are, all the others would... The one I would be, skip would be the first one. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it too much. <laughs> the first one, by the way, smells like teen spirit. Yeah, that's never going to catch on that one. I think all the others would even, I could even consider like picking out to just listen to as a one off track. I mean, you, you, you go on the track listen, and that's a fucking banging way to open an album. Smells like teen spirit in bloom and come as you are is a pretty flawless I mean, start. Breed, lithium, poly is a brilliant next three as well. It's, it's a properly solid album. I must admit, it's a great choice. Yeah. Listening to that would also put me back in like a a place when I was like a moody teen. Yeah. Definitely Despite the fact it came out when I was like fucking what, five? Two, I think. Two, fuck me. In 91? Didn't it come out? Yeah, yeah it was. One, yeah. 91, no, yeah. When I was like... September what, 26th. Three months old. I just turned one. All right, you old bitch. Um, another, another classic from Aaron there that's inarguable. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I mean, I mean, perhaps I needed to think about this more in the pick more controversial choices. I don't know, but... Feel like, well, I'm half tempted to say... Yeah, yours is controversial. Your last I thought one. people would argue Enema, but... No, that's a good album. An album. Um... Okay, fuck it. So we end it, then we can just start a new one again. Sure. Straight away, yeah? So we're going to pause it here again. This is, this is some the longest episode ever. Yeah, some good conversation. Um, we'll catch you in a second. Okay, we're back again. Um, Aaron just... What was your last one again? Uh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Over, overrated. No, it's a good. It's a, you know, it's a, it's one of those. It's an amazing album. It just wouldn't be. There's definitely songs that I think I've skipped on there in the past, but I need to re-listen to it. Um, my fourth album, uh, which Dan said he had some thoughts on, was Thriller by Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's an interesting choice for me. I don't think I've ever listened to it all the way through. I'm pulling it up now. Okay. thought we lost you there for a second. Yeah, you kind of just didn't... Hold on, hold on. Uh, famously, it's like the highest selling album of all time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> By nonce. <laughs> Has it been proven? I mean, it's, it's by any person, that alone, I know. <laughs> He's also <laughs> top of the non selling charts, yeah. What's it? Okay, so to address that subject, how do you guys feel about stuff like that? Like in the pod on our first side. I was going to say, I feel like I've got a whole, there's a whole other podcast in that one, to be fair. I thought we've already done it. Have we? Possibly. I feel like I've had this conversation before, though. So very likely on a recording. I feel like I can compare, for Michael Jackson at least. I can compartmentalise it and be like, okay, that's a 
separate thing as music is something different because I think it really depends on, on who the artist is and how big they are so like Michael Jackson it's hard to not listen to some of his songs whereas someone like uh, Prophets yeah I can boycott them absolutely Michael Even Jackson the, had such an impact on my life when I was a kid when I, he was like the first artist that that, well, that ever got me into music. He was my favourite artist as a, as a youngster growing up from like three. Don't want to touch that one. Oh my That's God. fucking weird. No. I loved it. I, I, I had a secret glove and everything. My, my, well, my uncle got me into him and then my, my best mate, my next door neighbour. So what we're saying was at like four years old, you were a big fan of his and he probably would have been a big fan of you. Very likely. I was a pretty boy. But... Uh, well, well. <laughs> Um, you've all seen the Christmas video now Gary Glitter that's what I'm thinking of okay I can um, separate I can't separate the art from the artist there too big a nonce too big a nonce um, it's a scale it's a scale of like on the x-axis is quality of song y-axis scale of nonce and or badness at a certain point you hit such a peak on the badness that you cannot be good enough to listen okay. or watch. So Chris Brown, extremely bad, absolute cunt. The music's not that great. It's Midland. It's really not that bad, but too big a cunt to listen. Yeah, I'll go with that. Does but looking back at this album, as well, you got. Does it depend on what they've done? As well? Would you not? Would you not oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. that nonsense worse than beating up badness, beating some not? Yeah, definitely. Nonsense, like you know, the top, pretty much. I think. Well, Dan, you said you had some thoughts about this album. Yeah, I just think it's a really, really fucking weird choice because there is some top tracks on it. I'm just looking at it now, but there's some eminently skippable songs on this album. But again, maybe maybe it's the the bias then of being a MJ fan from from young from youth. That kind of does it for me because yeah, I kind of agree. There's some songs on there that are like, okay, well, like "Lady in My Life," the last track would be the most skippable one for me. Um, but even that's like a good pop song. It's, it's just like the the perfect pop album for me. We're all good pop songs, you know. It's Michael Jackson. Yeah, I know for a pop album. There's <laughs> no. a way around. I'm like a kid, but and it, I mean, there's a reason it's the highest selling album of all time, or whatever. So you know. Yeah, but I, I just it's think it's a weird one that you say that about how you were a fan of his growing up because I was very much not a fan of his growing up. Yeah, it seems like it's way before your time, man. Kind of I, the, the Michael Jackson. I, I mean, so it's, it's all what you're exposed to, I guess. If somebody's playing you Thriller at an early age, yeah, or whatever, then that's it. I was exclusively exposed to Britpop and big yeah. musical numbers. Thanks, mum. <laughs> um, but like, so the Michael Jackson I saw by the time I sort of got around to looking at music Your life. Was, was, it was, yeah, and it was Earth Song and all that garbage. I, it's just... Um, what have we done to the world? That song is a good song. People I, I also think that. Because that fucking sucks. Which um, one? Earth Song. Earth Song's a good, good song. What have you done? It's, it's terrible. It, Why is he all of a sudden Jesus? Makes me tear up. Started. <laughs> Like, he could magically save the world. Get fucked, Michael Jackson, you bloody pedo. He could um, have saved the world if, he, if everyone listened to him. 
if everyone listened to him, then uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not here for that. <laughs> this is not what we're here for. But I can't. Yeah, I can't. You can't deny that that's a, a brilliant album. But it's it was not something I particularly grew up with. So it's something that I, I think, think that's the difference with the older sort of more critical eye. And I'm kind of yeah. It's probably just not my bag, I think. It's, it's, yeah, it's not something I'd pick. Two or three songs on there that I probably would listen to, but given how I feel about him now, which is possibly coming back to what we were on about before. Our first artist. Really, really well, we have uh, pick, pick him out and, and be like, oh yeah, I'm going to listen to that. It would be something that I'd be like, if it's on on the radio or something, I'm probably not going to turn it over, but I'm not going to. never going to. Go fine. You know, search it. Yeah, I get that. It's um, it's weird because I was watching that Surviving R. Kelly documentary the other day. Really late to the party, I, I get that. Um, but it was so weird. I was thinking, like, why are people like? He's got fans that are, like defending him and like vehement, vehemently, like stressing how how yeah, wrong everyone else is. Is this in America? Because fucking Ted Bundy had people who were. Scared. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then I saw shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I suppose I like, think like I was thinking like how crazy those people were like a week ago and then cut to a few days ago and we're talking about doing this and I'm like yeah Michael Jackson's straight in there and I and like you even people like, that outside that when they had the big trial and that and the uh, I was there over the every, single, every single uh, time he got acquitted for a thing they released a white dove didn't they I remember yeah. <laughs> I was like, you were releasing the white dove were you <laughs> No, I pigeon. So I just threw one of them out of pocket. <laughs> um, but maybe, may, I mean, maybe that's part of it. Is is my my opinions on him? Maybe because he meant so much to me growing up hasn't really changed. I mean, again, whereas there's the the instant until proven guilty thing plays a part. I don't know, but it's never really. Maybe stop liking yeah, dude, him. That doesn't count when he's, he's definitely guilty. He's been proved guilty pretty conclusively. Well, he can't defend himself, can he? <laughs> I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. I did not think this was how it was going to go. No, I, you know what? Because I agree, he probably was a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, still the king of pop. And that's my final thoughts. So you've mentioned R. Kelly now, and there's one track that I really love by him, but I can't remember what remix, it is. Remix, remix to edition. Oh, yeah, see, I think I can get over R. first artist. That's <laughs> such a banger. That's so good on the screen. Oh, yeah. So this is, this is a conversation, R. is artist, that we are going to have at some point in the future. We've not had it yet, have we? If we haven't, which we could have, because I end up getting trashed on these podcasts, so I don't remember what we talk about. But... Maybe. Fuck it, Remix to Ignition. What a track. Remix to Ignition is a fucking tune. And he's so bad. He's definitely he's, the worst he's person. He's evil. Like, have you I watched that documentary? The Aziz Ansari joke of like, R. Kelly, did you have sex with teenage girls? Well, you got to say is no, R. Kelly. Just like, no. <laughs> you know what R. Kelly says? Define teenage. <laughs> <laughs> he released a song like, I, called I, I Did It or something like that as well afterwards. You ever listen to Trapped mental. in the Closet? Because it's yeah. Yeah, the, OJ, the OJ of the music world. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are going to come back to this art versus artist thing because I think there's a conversation to be had there that's no one's had this discussion before. 
Yeah, no. So it's no. time yeah, for yeah, us with the first rise. Come up with us. Yeah. Um, that's the same for every single one of these podcasts, though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like the clash here, they're gone. It's a good job we brought it up because no one else is. No, no, no one was talking about that album. <laughs> no. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Thriller. There's three absolutely... Enter the Wu-Tang. <laughs> I'm the only one that took this exercise serious. <laughs> so did you pull oh, fucking you random... random... On there that no one actually would have heard of these albums. Yeah. And plus... heard of fucking anywhere in the state. Took it seriously. Your next one... I disagree with. I, dis- I, I think it should be disqualified. We shouldn't be allowed to have it. Damn much. I like the fact that we've all kind of agreed on each of our thir- first three, and then the last ones, everyone's gone, eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, love it. we can't get along for too long. It's not what, our, what well. our audience listens for. Well, then down to the last one. Okay, so my final album is um, Evita, the complete motion picture soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I say it was my mum that introduced me to the world of, uh, you know, sort of big bombastic musical numbers, and uh, I just think it's a solid album. Please discuss. Yeah, I'm down with okay. that. <laughs> really? You know what? Like, for a second there, for a second, <laughs> yeah. I was, he was literally talking. Um, he'd mentioned his mum bringing up musical numbers before, and I'm like, oh, God, is he serious? <laughs> so I speak- know, don't cry for me, Argentina. I don't know. I was going to say. <laughs> I must have listened to that album roughly Is your mum really a billion times. Yeah, she fucking loves it. Oh, Amanda. I must have listened to that album about four billion times as a kid being driven to and from school and whatever else. I don't think I've ever seen See, my, my dad used to... I swear to God, the one tape he had in his fucking car was Bat Out of Hell. It was the only tape I can never remember listening to. See, my mum exclusively... But I only ever remember that one song as well. It's it was, it was the single. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even an album, it was just a single. It's still longer than some of these albums we've gone about, <laughs> yeah. we've gone about today. Mine was Avita, the soundtrack to the motion picture. Um, any Oasis album, any Blur album, and then really fucking annoyingly. Any Blur album's not true. That Duffy album, no, because I love Blur album. That Duffy album. Yeah, Oddly enough, I, I did nearly. I thought about putting either, Duffy on there. Uh, no, not Duffy. <laughs> uh, what's the story in Morning Glory? Or definitely, maybe. But I don't think I could quite defend every single track on them. Hmm. They are great albums, to be fair. Like I say, I'm not the biggest Oasis fan, but they do have some proper bangers. I, I do get bang into them when they're on if I've had a drink. We've used the word bangers or banging. More times what? than anyone, the history of mankind <laughs> in this last hour and a half. We're all about music, that's how you've got to describe it. Uh, every track is either shit or a banger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your final album, Dan? Okay, so my true final album is a bit of a uh, cop out cheat code. So I've got is. This, is hap- this is Happening by Which LCD is? Sound System. And what is the album, Dan? Is it a it's... studio piece or? It's the live album from the last ever gig at Madison Square Garden, which obviously wasn't the last ever gig. So to give you some, some perspective, then asked earlier on, can we have greatest hits albums? And it was a resounding no. But then Aaron said that, yes, we can have live albums, which I argue is effectively a greatest hits album. Especially this one. It's like 30 tracks long. No, it's not. 
is a fucking lot of songs this is. You're thinking of the extended one. What, what's it called? This is happening. It's like nine tracks, man. I'm only bringing up one and it's not a live album. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. So not the live one then? Yeah, the live one. No, wait, I'm on the wrong album. You fucking knob. No, you've got your album right. It's not, it's not This Is Happening. No, it's not. That's the last album, isn't it? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Your thing is The Long Goodbye is the one you said you were going to do. The Long Goodbye. So hang on, you don't even know what your, favorite, what your best album is for unskippable tracks. The Long Goodbye is 28 songs. And everyone's about, I'm quite drunk. And it's three hours and seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah, I've listened to everyone. <laughs> it's definitely skippable shit. No. Nope. In there. Dance Yourself Clean, which is an amazing song. The opening track is nine minutes and 48 seconds long. And it's the best one. That I'm trying I'm throwing out five minutes in. It's, it's amazing. LCD sound system I really, I like LCD sound system, but it, it, it can be difficult to listen to because the songs are very long, which has been a theme of mine tonight, apparently. Um, See, I, I'm sorry, I'm just got to come back to this. I'm looking at this, the actual track list of the one I picked. There is not a single skiffable song on this album. It it's is gotta be. one of the best things. Well, again, I would argue that this is a... No one goes to a live show to be like, play your B-sides. They do if it's LCD sound system. Didn't realise this was the live album he was going to pick. I, uh, I go back on my statement. Well, what, you, what do you think I was going to pick? I don't know, like... Uh, what is it? The Who, live at Shea Stadium, is a pretty cracking live album. Like, it's probably about 10 or 12 tracks long, I think. And, uh, and you're just playing it. I don't know if we can get away with playing it. I mean, no, you can't. Who's going to stop us, but... But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit greatest hitsy, but it's also from a moment in time. Like, it's mm. it's not it's not a greatest hits because it's not like, oh, this is the best song from their first album, this is the best song from their second album, etc., etc. It's just the way that they see fit for songs to bleed into one another that, that album tracks do. That's the same as this, but even better. I would really recommend... I know you're not a big LCD fan, Aaron, but... If you've got three hours and seven minutes to kill, <laughs> it's a, which I don't. It's a, yeah, if you're driving to London, it's a lot of commitment, but it's fucking so good and clever. Like 4533 was a, an album commissioned by Nike, weirdly, and they sort of blend in the best bits of that album into the live show. And it's just. Oh, it's, I take your point, but. There is no three hours. I think it's cohesive and perfect. There is no three hour, seven minute long album that I would find unskippable. I don't think you could skip a single track on it. I bet you. Because it all fits perfectly and it all blends amazingly. To be honest, I think the most skippable track. Sorry, I I apologise, by the way. I just gave Dan shit for playing the music. My phone was playing it. I didn't even (laughs) realise. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you were playing it. Who is me? <laughs> I weirdly think the most skippable track on this album is the second shortest one. I think Drunk Girls is a pretty skippable track ish, but not in the context of this album. I find it hard to listen to a LCD so sound the second track album. 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 Well, anyway. You're like, eh, maybe skip that one and then just 
after that, we were solid for another three hours. Hit after hit. After, well, not even hit, just perfect emotion after emotion after emotion. Can you imagine being there for this? Yeah, I imagine I'd have been bored to tears. Oh, get the fuck out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. This is... I can't imagine anybody who's doing a four-hour set that I'm like, yeah, I'm up for that. I know we've not picked a favourite albums and artists. This is probably one of my favourite albums and artists. I absolutely love every single second of this album. All it makes me do is feel nostalgia for something I wasn't there for. I watch this entire thing constantly. I just, I just don't... Even if it was like... I don't know, even if, like say, Streetlight, if it was Streetlight doing a three-hour gig, I'd be like, getting into that third hour, I'd be like, come on, lads. Yeah, but Streetlight's really like, this is more like, you know, take some ecstasy, have a good time. Yeah. I I really love it. Everything about it. Refer back to most of my albums being about 40 minutes long and just being, yeah, do what you need to do and get out. I agree with you. I, I like... No, in absolute quality stuff, then out. But this is just, in my opinion, perfect. It's like the perfect well, encapsulation of what they were. Can't argue with your opinion, can I? No, I, I feel try. like it's a bit of a controversial one, as the well, twos I mean, were. I mean, but, previously we've had, oh yeah, maybe I could skip that one, or maybe I could skip that one, and I could probably skip most of that album. So, Yeah, Dan, you lose. I win. No, um, Aaron, your second. Honestly, could not skip a track on this. I, I, I know it's a long commitment, but put it on and you'll just put it on for like half an hour and you'll get like five songs and you'll see what I mean. You'll get three. They just bleed <laughs> into each other. Because it's a live album. It's meant to bleed into each other. Yeah, but bleed into each other perfectly with a real emotion and feeling and perfectness. Okay. I normally, to be honest, I normally do not like live albums. This one of the few live albums I fucking love. There are a few I like. I watch a YouTube of it all the time. I just, I just absolutely adore it. Well, you know, it's... I know it was kind of because you guys aren't LCD fans, but... No, the I songs think... I like, I really like. I just... I th- I flew yeah. to America to see these cunts. That's frivolous. Frivolous, that. Yeah. I'm money bags. I climbed, I climbed into the VIP section and then got kicked out immediately as soon as they finished. It was well worth it. Nearly got kicked out of the entire festival. A boy took pity on me and let save me. That's Just a lie. No, is it Coachella? This, this is like when he. When he slept under a skate park. Yeah. Bullshit. Also, you can ask Liam X about both. Yeah. Jimmy the Man was also involved in this one. Oh, just... That's who we need as a guest star, is Jimmy the Man. We can't have Jimmy the Man as a guest star. We we'll can. That. The internet's not ready for that, <laughs> <laughs> Um That was funny. I enjoyed that, that conversation. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting exercise. Yeah. I, like, I like the fact that we all kind of started... Fairly similar, ish. Mm. Quickly explained smash hits. Sort of things that we we kind of all kind of agree on a little bit, and then ended with a at the end with a bang. Yeah, 
End it with Corbin yeah. and Michelle. Cool. Um, that was a long episode think today. Was, hold on. We need to pick which, which one, which album did we all add do we think is the most eminently... The best one. Listenable, unskippable. Not best. Well, we already agreed it's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West, which none of us had. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so after what, fucking two hours of picking yeah. top four unskippable albums, the most unskippable <laughs> album of all time was one My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if, the, if there's a lesson out there, it's listen to that album. <laughs> Kanye is a genius. Just, How did just I not have that on my list? That. How did I not have that I can't, on my list? I was the same. That, I'm not going to get back into it. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Dan, take us away. Take us home. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed to do? Just exactly that. Say that again. Bye.